new singles only podcast. My name is Paul Farver. On this episode, we have comedian Alonzo Bowden, part one of two with him. He's got his new special Amazon on Amazon called Heavy Lightweight. Also, Riding Shotgun, your future state rep, and the voice of treason on this singles only podcast, Patty Vasquez. You will see why we had to make this two episodes. We had a long discussion with him, and I'm obviously starstruck when you're seeing one of your favorite comedians uh, sitting there listening to him uh, speak truths about being single. Um, If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. It helps so much when we have a lot of subscribers, and more importantly, review us. If you've never reviewed us, five-star review anywhere you listen, whether it's uh, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever you're on right now, please subscribe to us and review us. It helps so much in keeping the podcast free, which I want to do. Also, check out my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com backslash Paul of Comedy. Subscribe to that as well. I've got some episodes of Singles Only on there. Um, Also, check out my website, Paul F. Comedy. I'm going to be traveling through October. Maybe I'm coming to your city and state. And um, also, um, if you want to be a sponsor on this podcast, let me know in my new other podcast, uh, Make Us a Mixtape with the comedian Marty DeRosa. Check that out as well. Most importantly, check out our sponsors. Hey, friends. Have you been thinking about buying a home in Chicago? Or are you ready to sell and move on? Or maybe you're in between. You just don't know one or the other. You need someone to help you out? Well, a member of one of the top teams in the city and my good dear friend, Carissa Giancarlo, is here to help you out. She's an amazing agent at Compass Real Estate, and she can help you with all your needs. She rolls out the red carpet for every single one of her clients. And most importantly, she gets them results. She has a ton of experience working with first-time buyers and sellers, and can guide you through every state of the process. It's a stressful thing to do. Trust me, I've been on both sides. She will be an advocate for you. Give her a call anytime. Carissa Giancarlo, 312-488-9615, or email her at carissa, C-A-R-I-S-S-A, at carissaproperties.com. Trust me, you are in good hands. All right, you've heard me talk about him before, and uh, if you are new to the podcast, you must know about my friend Scott Shapiro. Uh, if you have been injured on the job and need compensation, you may be entitled to payment for not only your medical treatment, but pay while you're off work and other compensation as well. My dear friend, attorney Scott Shapiro, has been helping injured workers for 20 years here in Chicago. Contact him at 312 648 8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. His law office is a full service law firm, and in addition to workers' compensation cases and work injuries, the law office can handle any and all of your legal needs, including entertainment law. All consultations are initially free of charge, so do not take a chance and wait. Call him. 312-648-8800 or check out his website at scottshapirolegal.com. Let him know we sent you.
It's time for another edition of Singles Only. My name is Paul Farvar. Riding shotgun is the voice of treason, Patty Vasquez. Patty, thank you for joining me tonight. I'm so thrilled to be here. It's, I feel like it's been a while, but you, you've but, changed. Yeah, you're like a daytime person now. I, know. I, don't, I don't see you anymore. You've lost weight. Mm-hmm. You're like a politician. You're walking around. I saw you shaking babies' hands and kissing yeah. men. So it's all well, weird. You know, don't judge. My actually, my my marriage. It's so funny. My marriage is getting stronger since I lost my job. So it's even. I even have more reason to be the voice of treason for this. Well, there you go. Experience. Then lose your job and your marriage will. Sustain. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. It it it, it tests who you really are. You know, and it, it brings out either the best or worst. And apparently it's brought out the best in us. I'm glad I'll never have to face that issue. Uh, speaking of other single people who have decided to stay single, Alonzo Bowden joins us, comedian, uh, with his new special on Amazon Heavy Lightweight. Alonzo, thank you for joining us. Good morning, afternoon, and evening. Since <laughs> I don't know when this is going to air. Yeah, I was wondering so. about that intro. I always say evening because yes. I always feel like, I always picture people that are listening to this late at night on their drive home from I something. I don't think so because you drop it usually on a Monday morning do, yeah. and people are like either on their way to work or yeah. going to work out. But so. it makes it feel like a late night show. Gives it a Love Lines vibe. Yeah. Oh, it gives oh, a love oh, line hold on a second. <clears throat> oh, I could see that. <laughs> see, there, there you, you go. go. All right. Thank you so much for joining Do you remember us. Love Lines? I do remember yes. Love Lines. So, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, so, so, Alonzo, you're a, a tall, dark, handsome gentleman. How are you single? You're, uh, is this by choice? Okay, What's going to, on? Um, is this censored or uncensored? You can say whatever the hell you want. Good. Because I always quote Lewis Black, one of my friends and comedy heroes, when they asked him how come he never got married. Ah, I'm married to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, right? It's the life. It, it, honestly, I, I love comedy. And interestingly, a girl I was dating, like I was working as an instructor for McDonnell Douglas. My first career was airplane mechanic. I was training new mechanics and making them laugh, and I wanted to be a comic. And a girl who I was dating at the time gave me an ad for a comedy writing class. And that's how it all started. Wow. I did that writing class. I did the five-minute graduation show, and I was hooked. And blah. and within a year, she said, "What any woman in your life will only be a mistress because you're married to this. Like she saw, this is 26 years ago, and she saw how much I loved doing comedy. And just it was just what I was going to do. I knew it from the first time I hit the stage. It wasn't like a lifelong dream. It came along late in life. I started at 30, but... Get the hell out of here. Yeah. And then... I'm doing math. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then in your in your 30s, right, which is when most people get married. Well, I live in L.A., so in L.A., that's when most people get married. Like in the Midwest, by the time you're 30, you have six kids. <laughs> I don't know what's... You, People in the Midwest get married, and in the South, like fifteen, they're like. You well, there's know, not a lot to at do. At twenty, I've been married for seven years. I'm like, how is that possible? But anyway, <laughs> um, it gets cold in the Midwest. Yeah, and, I guess that's and, it. And in the South, arithmetic isn't taught so after seventh grade. So people in their thirties, when people get married and start families, right? I was lucky to make fifty bucks on a good night. You know what I mean? Right. I'm starting out as a comic, so. The idea of getting married and taking on that responsibility was like, no, I'm not going to do that because I love doing this. And then the lifestyle, it, you're traveling all the time. You know, when I, when I won Last Comic Standing, I'm a winner. Um, <laughs> I feel like there should have been like, a, like trumpets. No, no, I'm the unknown winner because Ooh. they never aired the final episode when I what? won. That was a NBC. NBC canceled the series at the end before of season the last, three before yeah. they showed that I won. 
Yeah. yeah. See, that's why you don't know. That's why your mouth's hanging open. You, you didn't I knew know. You, you knew that. Yeah, yeah. I knew you but, won, but I didn't know they didn't air it. But anyway, um, <laughs> I had met this woman, fantastic woman. I've been lucky. I've had some fantastic women in my life. So I met her right before Last Comic Standing went on the air. And we're at this jazz festival, and the director of Last Comic Standing happened to be there. And he says to her, are you ready for this? And she's like, what? Now, this woman is 5'10", brunette, striking. I used to call her Elizabeth Hurley because she had that look, right? And he, he pushed her to the side to get to me. And he said, that's what's about to happen. And she's like, and I'm looking at him like, Chuck, you're killing me. What the hell is wrong <laughs> with you? I got so busy the year after that show. She said, can I get a surrogate boyfriend so I can go out on a weekend? <laughs> because I was only home Monday right. and Tuesday, you yeah. know. So yeah, so the the career has been the main reason. Now there's been two, twice. One time, I really thought about getting married. Like we talked about it and everything like that. And I'm so glad I didn't. How long but was that relationship? That well, we were friends for ten years before we dated for about a year, year and a half. And it was just, it was a mess. Once we started dating, once we crossed that line, it just became this whole soap opera drama mess. And I'm so glad I didn't do that. And then the other one, um, she was a fantastic woman. We lived in different states. And I was like, I don't know if I want to ask her to move to L.A. Because if she moves here, she's not going to know anyone here. And I'm not going to be here because I'm working and traveling and blah, blah, blah. It was, yeah, it was a lot of responsibility that I was, honestly, I was afraid to take on. And uh, so we didn't. We ended up breaking up. And years later, we start talking again. And I saw her and she said, oh, I said, you know, if I, she said, oh, I wouldn't have, I was no, I wouldn't have done. And I felt better when she said she wouldn't have moved. So I was like, oh, okay, so it wasn't just me. Yeah. She's like, oh, no, 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 I couldn't have done it. So, um, but she's another one, just a phenomenal lady. So I've been lucky in that respect, but we just, I've just never married one. And you mentioned uh, Louis Black, who obviously uh, so many people, uh, you know. You were his opener for a while. I, hey, by the way, Louis uh, is somewhat helping me in my campaign. Just want you to know that, <laughs> not for nothing. No, Louis is a, is a really good friend of mine. and uh, But I, I understand that because having worked, I've worked with him since 1999. Yeah. Um, and and uh, so I, I, I kind of, but that puts it more into perspective. Now, when you say the lifestyle, you used to start doing, I mean, not just, but. I started comedy late, too. So. Well, but but you've been doing it for six years, so you can't say that necessarily. Yeah, you but before years, that, yeah. you, you also you embrace the single life stuff for different life, reasons. I'm yeah. just, I just want to make the distinction. Well, the disi- to, I, mean, I think even listeners would be like, come on, Paul. You know? well, the, the, I think that it's true. <laughs> I think it, there's a question of what is it the chicken or the egg? Do you, do, do you pursue this? Before you started comedy, were you also uh, avoiding relationships? Too? I wasn't avoiding them. I wasn't good at them. Okay. You know, but I wasn't avoiding them. But I was a kid. You know, I was yeah. in my 20s. You know, when you look back in your 20s, you're an idiot. Right, you think God, you know yes. something, sure. but then you you hit forty, you look back and you're like, wow, how did I make it through there? You know, <laughs> um, no, I had you know I had one long term relationship in my early twenties, and then I had another one that ended disastrously, and that had an impact on me. She cheated on me, broke oh. my heart, and that definitely put up the wall for a long time. You know, but um, how long was that relationship? Was it that- wasn't long. It was it was only about eight or nine months. Okay. But it was enough, you know. Affected so, uh, you, sure. 
Yeah, so that affected me. So in you know, and then and then in my twenties, you know, it was the eighties. I went through the cocaine thing. I went to rehab. So that takes up time. Uh-huh. You know, that gets in the way. Cocaine. She's a jealous bitch. <laughs> she don't like to share you with nobody. She's like, I come first, and second, and third. So uh, so I dealt with all of that. So yeah. So I just you know, and and I've always traveled. Like and and I've just realized this recently in talking about it. I don't even know consciously. It's not like I said I want to travel, but even when I worked in aerospace, I got into this, um, they call it recovery and modification work. So in New York, an airplane went off the runway at Kennedy Airport. I'm part of the crew that goes to rebuild the airplane. Then while we're there, one goes off the runway in San Juan. So the crew packs up and we go to San Juan. Then, you know, American Airlines decides they want to change the overhead bins in 150 aircraft. So I go to a company and that's all we're doing is changing over it. That's the modification part. So I did that for about three and a half years. So I was also moving then. I'd live somewhere, work sure. somewhere for three, four months, then go to another job for a few months, then go to another job for a few months. And LA was kind of home base in between. So I guess I've always been kind of, you know, somewhat nomadic, which also makes it difficult to settle down into a relationship. But we have sure. this thing that we p- push here on uh, the podcast called regional contractual monogamy, oh boy. which you can have. Uh, have you ever uh, explored that, especially since you had a, a girl that you were seeing in a, st- in a different state where it's like when you're in that state or you're in that city, she, you guys are dating. You're in the same place at the same time. Two things. <laughs> One, I ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> and two, I like to think that I date women that are too smart to fall for that bullshit. Oh, you just oh, ruined my whole. I'm your, well, <laughs> I'm your listen. I'm your girlfriend when I'm in Missouri. I'm your boyfriend when I'm in Missouri. But when I'm in California, it don't count. Yeah, good luck with that one. Have you found <laughs> yeah. women that fall for that? No, one? I, I was really. in the room when he tried. It. He actually I drew tried a contract. Once, yeah, uh, I drew a contract. Yeah, I, Legal background. I'll show you the photo if you. You know how many of those you could sell to pro athletes. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. The in, in, oh I, I picture, I go to spring training. I'm a huge uh, baseball fan. And you see all these women that are like looking to be, you know, the girl in Cincinnati and stuff right. like that. But it's different. They're athletes. But they, they're athletes. And that's not a contractual thing. That's a side piece thing. Right. That's a different world. So if you're the side piece, you know, you need to get Corey Holcomb on this show. Okay. Corey's the best. Corey the funniest guy and I remember <laughs> one of the many jokes of course I'll never forget it was around Thanksgiving he said this one goes out to all you women who are going to be alone on Christmas because he's with his real family <laughs> 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 you know that that's that thing if you want to be the side piece then you know you have no claim on him you just get the, that benefits when he's in town when he right. passes through town and if, if he takes you shopping or if he does whatever then you get that you know but you don't really have a claim on this guy well there's no side piece in your situation because you don't have if i had nba money (laughs) but i mean you're on the road you go to consistently to the same places what's what's it to say instead of like going and hooking up with random people you have a person in you know five or six cities well there are women i date that i see when i'm in that town right yeah there's there's women like but but as far as you talking about a contractual agreement <laughs> or relation you, you know what's funny Just trying to make it legal I a had, legal background i knew a guy he would uh cheat on his wife and you know i don't judge it's not my thing whatever he did but what was funny was 
the women he cheated with had to be faithful to him. Yeah, that's And surreal. what was really wow. funny was the women went for it. And I'm like, how dumb are you? Like, what's wrong with you? You know, you know. It's but, like a cult but it's leader. Not, Seductive. No, because it's not that unusual. Mm-hmm. It's not that unusual. There are a lot of women... I don't know if it's the shortage of men or what it is, but do you know this? You've you've had to have encountered women oh. who got caught up. <laughs> yeah, no, they get who caught, got up, in caught up in that situation sure. where they're single, but they're in love with a married guy mm-hmm. and they're faithful to him. Well, because some of them also believe if they're being asked to be faithful, that there's still the possibility that he's going to leave them. If if he's requesting that of them, then they feel somewhat elevated. If then, things don't work out with their relationship yeah, with they, their husband. They might get, yeah, they might win or on the, the second round of voting yeah. or something. Right, but it's never going to happen. Like, right. let, let's look right. at of course. look at Tristan Thompson. Right, <laughs> this is a perfect example. So Tristan Thompson has a baby mama. Right, then Khloe Kardashian comes in and steals him from the baby mama. Then she has a baby, and she's somehow shocked that he's cheating on her. It's like, well, it's this, this is how you got the job. Yeah. Like, uh, this is what, <laughs> you, you know, and, and like, I'm not even mad at him. It's like, no, this is what he does. Also, he's a 29-year-old NBA player. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what do you think, he's going to stop with right. you? Because I don't understand NBA players and the Kardashians anyway. Like, fellas, <laughs> there are other women in the world. Stop trading the same ones, you know, but... Yeah, what is that? Uh, is, well, there's so many of them too. There's like 20 Kardashians. No, man, no. Kendall Kardashian, she's she's the youngest, one, second right? youngest, second I think. Yeah. She's already got a full team. Have you seen the meme? No. She's already got five NBA players. So I she, saw them talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, on the, she's uh, already of, she's uh, already got a full team. Chloe specializes in in big men. She she's front front court player. She just strictly bangs <laughs> mm-hmm. power forwards and centers. centers. Well, and she's a tall. Gallery, yeah. So she yeah, goes. She goes with. She's the one that looks that they thought was OJ's kid too, right? Is that they're the, the only women that can go to an NBA All Star team and be like, I fucked him, and 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 then they're like one, collecting well, players. Well, not yet. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's like it's out of cards. Yeah. But I don't understand the players because there's only two hundred and some odd guys in the NBA. So you know the guy who was banging your girl before play, you had her. You're going to play him. Or he's going to be on your team. Talk about yeah. dipping your stick in the ink at work. Right. right. It, it's like there's a, there's a limit to crossing swords. Right. You know, you don't want to <laughs> knowingly, like it happens, and it happens in comedy, right? There's a kid, like there might be the comedy groupie in Bloomington, right? So every comic goes to, oh, yeah, I met her, you know. But but in that world, like, you, you know what I mean? That's just weird. But... Anyway, what was it? Get back to your get back to your legal document. I'm not in that category. <laughs> what was the term for the comedy junkies that I learned on this? Uh, uh, chuckle podcast? fuckers. Chuckle fuckers. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, yeah. Um, Have you? I been, can't believe I've been in this industry so long, and that was the first time I ever heard. Well, because yeah. no one we, just chuckle fucking. We, we had someone on it as a guest who who proudly claimed to be one. So proudly. Yes. Um, are you? Are, so have you been in a situation where you've dated someone that other 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 friends of yours or other comedians have? Dated? Yeah. Yeah. I actually dated a comic friends ex-wife okay which was crazy but i mean it wasn't no it really i shouldn't even say that um he knew about it it was you know i don't know a year or two after they were divorced and she told me she said oh yeah we had a fight over you she said like when i met her he knew that you know he like it's gonna end up together no he just knew that she liked me you know what i mean but but no we didn't while they were married there was nothing right but then they divorced and then um she and I went out uh, 
few months later, and we ended up hooking up for a while. And I felt pretty hard for her. And she said, I can't do another comic. She's like, I can't do this again. You yeah, guys she's are been too, there. She said, it's too hard. This ride is too hard. But he said to me one time, he said, hey, man, you and me are you and me. You and her are you and her. And so we were we were friends, you know. Right. But, uh, yeah, that was about the only, the only time, I think, knowingly. Um, I'm sure I've dated... Well, I haven't dated many comics. I, I can't say I really dated any comics. We've hooked up, mm. we fooled around, we play, but not in a relationship. That's that's hard because of egos, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. You know, like I know guys who opened for their girlfriend, and I was like, oh. man, I could. I'm sorry, I couldn't. I don't mind. Ego-wise. My male ego is too much that I could not. You know, I I couldn't date a woman and be her opening act. And I don't know if I would want to date somebody I opened for either. Right, for, I, as a either woman. side, I yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess it seems more, because it's got that sort of patriarchal Unless you address it in the, in the show somehow. But, but even yeah. then, then that makes it ickier it's, for it the makes audience. It even worse, yeah. yeah. I don't know how you could do that. And then you have to like have a whole image of the green room and what's going on before <laughs> and after the show. And no. what, what about, Which is why green room couches are sticky. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What about like, uh, so you have this odd schedule, comedians have this crazy schedule, in addition to the fact that you're you're basically prioritizing comedy over any relationship. Have you ever tried uh, dating someone that's in like a, a comedy adjacent world or arts and entertainment world? You're yeah, in yeah, I've dated, um, yeah, I've dated actresses. I've dated um, people who work in the industry. Um, girl I'm dating now is... Uh, I guess she's a manager, sort of. She, she's she's one of these the people in this business that, you know, it's a hustle. So she does a few different things. But one of them is she manages, works at a management company. That's kind of her day job. Um, so they get it. They understand it. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, uh, let's see. it. What well, The Larry Sanders show. Remember, I, I hate to sure. do quotes from everything, but I, when I see something that works, I remember it, right? So there was a thing, and remember Hank and the Larry Sanders show? Sure. Mm-hmm. The, for those listening who don't know, he was Larry Sanders was the host of this fictional late-night talk show, which Gary Shandling, brilliantly funny, and Hank was his sidekick. And what was his name? Rip Torn was the, yeah, the, man, the producer. Yeah. So Hank was happy because he was dating a third-grade teacher from Reseda. <laughs> right, like he was, you know, she was a normal woman, and the producer says, "Hank, showbiz people do not date regular people. We have no right to go fucking up people's lives. We stay with our own." Right. And it's like, yeah, because if you're with sense. somebody in this in this business, they understand it. Although I know I know a lot of guys who date um, or married to women who are, you know, work in normal industries. And I'm not anti-marriage, okay? I want to be clear about that. I'm not anti-marriage. I would, people ask me, would you get married? I'm like, I'm open to it, but it's just never, I've never felt compelled to do it. You know, I always feel like if I ever get married, it's going to be one of those where she's like, okay, we're getting married. And I'm like, yeah, okay. It'll be a surprise wedding. Yeah, like She'll I'll just be, be somewhere nice. like just... I'll just play along. Like, okay, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Was like, it, I just think it would be her idea, and I'll just, yeah. Was it a priority for you at any time in your life to, like, get married, have kids, and anything like that? No, no. And right. interestingly, it wasn't with my parents. Mm-hmm. My my mother was never one, like, when are you going to get married? or Because people would ask, well, what do you, and she's like, hey, he's going to do what he's going to do. Siblings? Do you have you siblings? Know? Yeah, and they're both uh, married. My brother's been married for 
17 years. My brother's lucky. My brother's been married, and this is why I don't know how long he's been married. My brother's been married. Like, every time he would tell us, we're like, wow. It's like they're still dating. They're oh. they're really in love and happy, and they built something together. He's in Connecticut, Connecticut okay. and um, so that's really good. And then my they both they're both on their second marriage, and my sister and her husband. I guess they are. I don't see you talk to them as much, but you know, they do all right. They're retired, so it's a different different vibe. She's recently retired, but um, yeah, they got married. I just never did it. And they have kids then. Uh, sister has kids, brother doesn't. Okay, yeah. so you have you have uh, you have nephews, nephews, nieces. I have, but but friends who I grew up with and people I've known a long time, their kids are my nieces and nephews. So I I have right. four not blood related that I absolutely claim as nieces and nephews, and then two blood related. Um, so they don't know who's at the top of the will. <laughs> this way. <laughs> When I get old and sick, they'll all be being nice to me because they never know who's going to get the right. most. That's my strategy. Nice. That's well so. Played. That's how you. That's how you make sure someone takes care of you. Yeah. just to be nice. Yeah. To Unless these kids. they all team up and say, "Well, if he dies, we'll split it equally." <laughs> then I'm done. Well, let's make sure they don't <laughs> listen to this podcast and yeah. get ideas. That would be bad. Um, are you? Um, so, what about at shows? You are clearly approached. Um, after shows, I've been doing shows. Man, I am too old for that shit. <laughs> when did that stop? Where you were like, it's not even yeah, worth it's it. It's been over me. ten years. Okay, you know, it, it. This this is the thing about hooking up after a show, right? You realize after a certain time, it's the same woman, right? It's the same experience. And same, once in a while, experience. Same, yeah, once yeah. in a while, you'll come up with one who has special talents. Okay. <laughs> you know, but honestly, it's the same thing. Are there harnesses it's, uh, involved? Is it? Yeah, is it, about it could a, be. Right. They can be creative. That's a Bloomington, know. yeah. Right. Um, but you know, it's not know. like being a musician. I'll tell you that musicians have. That's a whole different. See, category. I, that's 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 bullshit. Because I was a musician for a while, and I you seen, must not have been very. I got good. shafted. Yeah, I wasn't a good musician, but I did see other musicians that we opened for, and uh, I think I'm going to tell you a musician story in a minute, but. I have had some adventures on the road, and then me and a buddy, uh, my buddy Matt out of Vegas, we used to, when he was single and we'd be on the road, we used to get into these situations that were hilarious. The funniest, our best story was the story of the fugitive. <laughs> oh, so, God. Is this legal, what were we, you going to talk about? We're in Virginia. I, I don't remember. Statue of Limitations is run? Yes. Okay. I want to say it was Virginia Beach, and... After the show, okay, one of the rules you learn after the show, you don't leave your territory. In other words, you don't get in a car with anyone local and go somewhere because now you're a hostage. Another location. Now right. you're trapped. Okay. So you, you stick to the bar that's, you know, right next Close to the comedy to, club right. or at the hotel or something like that, right? You And you learn that shit the hard way. <laughs> so <laughs> That's true. So this drunk chick after the show, she wants to hook up with me. And Matt wants to hook up with her friend. Now, I don't like drunk chicks, but I'm, the, you know, you, you wingman, right? Taking one for the team. So I'm hanging out with the drunk chick. Matt, Matt's pursuing the other chick, right? Then one of them wanted to go to this karaoke bar. I forget which one. I think it was the one he was chasing. So we get in the car. We violate the rule. And we go to some <laughs> local bar where they're doing karaoke. And we get there just as the bar is closing, but they know them, so they keep it open. So there's a girl there, and she has the fake hand, 
but it was one of the old wooden fake hands that you had to move the fingers with the other hand. You know what I mean? So she became the fugitive, right? The one-armed right. woman. She's the fugitive. So now This is a third woman, <laughs> yeah. separate. Okay. So now <laughs> his whole dream and the girl he's chasing is to the fugitive to give him a hand job oh with the wooden God. hand while the other girl watches. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was the goal. It, the goal was not achieved. Meanwhile, I'm hostage with the drunk chick, and we're in there till like four in the morning. It's like, man, it's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> and why would you want if it's a wooden why hand? Why would you want? Because when else are you going to get that chance? When else is that well, going to come up? It's not a it wouldn't be independent. <laughs> I, I'm guessing it's a, you know, that's hand over hand. No, it's, a, a, it's, it's, this is what comics do. Let me tell you something. Comics, we're <laughs> fucking degenerates. You know that. <laughs> don't look at me. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking. Well, about. then you're not very. You ain't been in this shit long. <laughs> I enough. haven't been there. I've you opened for Lewis Black. You've <laughs> been around. You know comics. We are some degenerates. A bit. <laughs> we a we bit. have we have a, a a side to us. Let's put it that way. There's definitely comic. You can so, see a. You rather do something that's comic value. Or that just was going to be in your brain. That would have been an experience. What a story. Maybe that it's like been. like. It's like a scavenger hunt after shows. Yeah. yeah. So we just so now he and I just look at each other and we just say the fugitive and we know the story and we laugh. But no, you you hook up with these women after shows and it's not bad. But after a while, you realize like, why am I doing this? And and I will be honest, right. there was a time I was in. We were in Florida. Can't remember if it was West Palm or Miami, but it was Florida, which is the stripper capital of Earth, right? And I met this woman, and she was a she used to be a stripper, and now she managed a strip club, hot as hell, you know, blah blah blah, milf stripper. Let's put her that way because she's a little above the pole age, right? Not in the Midwest where there's no upper limit there's, in the pole no, age. No. But anyway, and they use band aids for nipple covers. Miami is different rules. She yeah. and I, we we were having dinner, and I told her. She was very smart. We talked about a lot of stuff. She traveled, this and that. I said, this is the most fun I could have with you. It's like I could see you naked. I could do it. But, but sitting down and talking with her, because as comics, you don't get to do that. Right. right? You travel. You're alone. Uh, com- the comic is this, not in a sad way, but it's a loner vibe. It's how you work. Sure. Right? So... It was, and I remember it because it was so much fun. And it, it, she, you know, and she, it was cool. It was like this super sexy woman and all that. But it was just cool. Like hanging. This is it. We're just gonna hang. And and that was it. We didn't. We ended up not hooking up or whatever. Not that I would have, you know, turned it down. But it was. But that's, It wasn't like I was trying to make it happen. Now I am so rusty. I'm so out of practice. I said like. A woman would have to be like, okay, listen, I want to have sex with you after the show. I promise I'm gonna leave after we're done. <laughs> They'll be like, no, I like contact. I would need one of your contracts to, yeah. because but that's a, but the contract. I just don't <laughs> want the, it's a headache, man. It becomes a hat. But, but again, this is and it's a function of age. You know, I mean, like like sometimes it happens and you take it. One of the great experiences I had. I don't know how this became Alonzo's Road Pussy Story. Um, <laughs> Has he not heard the, the podcast? I don't think so. Yeah. But anyway, um, I'm in Seattle. A woman who worked at the club, which is taboo. You never touch women who work at the Absolutely club. Absolutely not. But it was after the last show. Stunning beauty. Young. She's 20, early 20s. I'm in my mid-40s. And she said, you know, what are you doing after the show? Blah, blah, blah. So we go and she says, I have 10 guys I want to sleep with before I get married. 
and one of them is my old guy, and I want you to be my old guy. <gasps> and yeah. I was like, hell yes. And I was her old guy for about three months, and it was fun, and it was fun. And she was more mature and cooler about it than women twice her age. Like, she knew exactly what she wanted that to happens do, sometimes, how right? she wanted to play, and then she ended up going on with her life. You know, I miss her. I miss her. I still send her birthday messages on Facebook, but uh, <laughs> I was her old guy. That was her thing. So, but you, what, you stumble into that. That has nothing to do with you. You stumble into something like that. Are you into manifestation? Do you do the meditation? No, you like, <laughs> no. You just, <laughs> just happen to be there. right place, right time, and wow. she needed an old guy. And you're open that, to it too. That, yeah. Com- yeah. The um, the old conversation guy. you had in Miami, that hanging out with the the milf stripper. That's what control the contracts about that it's not about hooking up in a city it's having that vibe you know you 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 hit it on the head that having this loner vibe but you can go into a city where you know somebody already you hang out you can just have food you don't you don't have to hook up necessarily but you that having that that's what the contractual monogamy yeah but you don't write a contract to do that (laughs) the hell is wrong with you you're you're too much of a lawyer yeah I'm trying to have you it. had any luck with that contract? No, you not had yet. any woman? I've only brought it up woman. a couple times. Yeah, but, and? but my point is that it's not about the hookup. It's about you know having someone that's your consistent like to hang out with. Like like you said, the most fun you had was just hanging out with that woman, eating and just having someone that you have a connection with. Yeah, and that's all it is. So there's no reason to get married. Uh, I will start this cult, and uh, Alonzo, you're going to be our first. Uh, member. Not a chance. I'm not pulling out any <laughs> contracts now. Um, Real quick, so I'll tell you the musician. Oh, yeah, I want to hear the rock story. Let me tell you how you how much you're doing this wrong. So I have a buddy. He opened for Sting for a tour. And he said, you know, on a small night, small gig, 12,000 people, right? Because it's Sting. That's this is rock star status. This is, right. in the, this is when Sting had the jazz band. So this had to be like early 90s, right, after the police. So he said, okay, so 12,000 people. He said, now out of the 12,000, you figure, you know, half are couples, right? Half things. So he said, so now you got 6,000, right? And he said, now out of that, you figure what, 10% notices the opening act? He said, all right. Good, good so now point. that's 600, right? He said, now out of that, you know, we're going to cut it in half again for single and couples. He said, so now it's 300. 300. He said, now you figure women want to come backstage. He said, like, what, one out of three? So he said, so now it's 100. 100. He said, now women who do anything to get backstage, he said, half? So that's 50. So he said, so on a slow night, I had a choice of 50 women. See? Wow. That's rock star shit. Right. Now, I don't know what kind of band you were oh, in. Oh, I was never that that's level. That's the band you yeah. wanted. But, but again, <laughs> this, is, this is the kind of thing, when you're a musician... That's like normal, sure. You know that, yeah. That it because, and you know why? Because we joke about it. But I know a lot of musicians. I know some phenomenal musicians, and I tell them all the time because music touches emotion, and Mm -hmm. comedy touches intellect. So it's a different thing. So if you had like, you know, when women see, I don't know, Bono or Usher or Justin Timberlake, right? They want to throw their panties at them. Ain't no woman throwing their panties at Dave Chappelle. No, they want you to make you them know, laugh. Chris Rock. Yeah. Chris, no, no disrespect to these guys. These no. guys are brilliantly funny. They're fantastic. But no woman's at a Seinfeld show like, ooh, yeah, I'm going to throw my panties. No, they, it, it doesn't, doesn't happen. I mean, it does because of the celebrity. You know right. what I mean? But rarely do you have the rock star comics. You've had a few, like Eddie Murphy was 
rock star right. comic. Dice was a rock star comic. Dane Cook was a rock star. Right. I, used to, I know Dane saying the women would lose their mind over Dane, but that was that was a rock star energy, not a comedy energy. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, so this comic, you know, yeah, anything you get, you just grab onto. this comedy shit worked I fooled another one no Um, women say they love a guy who makes them laugh and in some ways that's true in some ways that's true but do you ever do you ever have to use any apps no I haven't but I know a lot of comics who do and I just haven't had a choice you know I've thought about doing it there's the one Raya it's like all celebrities so it's all people in the industry yeah there's there's plenty of them I I know guys who you know I know guys who put out the tinder thing like when they're going into town they just hit tinder and then the women show up at the exactly cast a wide net or the tinder and and bumble there's plenty of fish there's all of those that are you know yeah, guys use them. I just haven't because, again, I'm not looking to hook up every weekend after a show. You you do that in early in your road life, and right. then then you get kind of tired of it. Sure. Most most get tired of it. Some keep doing it. All right, that wraps up part one of Alonzo Bowden's podcast on the Singles Only Podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe to us, review us, and check out our sponsors. Okay. See you next week.